Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Mondays with Mello. Today is April 27th, and it's fucking Monday. Uh, on today's episode, we do have an awesome interview with Fisher from Olive Oil, our music guest that was on Turbo Thursday. They are amazing. Uh, they just released a new song. We'll be talking about it a little bit later on. We have Breaking Quarantine. We have the Mellows Playbook for you guys as well. We got some draft picks. The draft happened this Thursday, and uh, it was pretty good. I think all local teams drafted very well. And uh, the Raiders, who I happen to be very big fans of, did a decent job. Uh, we'll break some of the picks down as well. Uh, and just get right after it. But I hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy. It is quarantine season, and I do advise you guys to at least uh, stay six feet apart from people while you listen to this episode. So, uh, yeah, last week, just brushing through uh, and just keep on keeping on, you know. Uh, started working out again, got Dami C fitness at all socials. You can go look him up. He's awesome. Uh, we started working out. Uh, we were, you know, hit the track a little bit. I'm running. I'm very out of shape. Very, very, very out of shape. I'm talking 14 minute mile on Thursday. Uh, and then we hit chest was sore. And then we got after it again on Saturday and I uh, did better on the track. I, I ran a 10 minute mile. So uh, we're getting better. Going to try knocking it down to an eight. But yeah, it's I'm I think the whole first month and a half of quarantine was more of denial. Like I'm just starting to you know get over the fact that this might just be our everyday lives. So I'm finally getting out and running and getting myself back into shape. Uh bunch of 3 a.m. nachos were not helping the diet either and I only have about 25 pounds of weights in my house. So we are just doing whatever we can to get whatever apocalypse body I need to be ready for it. Uh, in other news, Kim Jong-un is apparently on his deathbed. And, uh, yeah, it's good. You know, I, I, you take it as you want. Uh, he's a weird guy. You know, you, you just want it. It's sad because you want to see him not be such an asshole dictator. But, you know, you don't wish death upon somebody. Because then, what better are you than that guy but let's just you know run a scenario by you guys because i think you guys would want to hear this if king Jun un were to die right who's next up right who would be next dennis Rodman's obviously pissed you got a korean girl who's been streaming and i don't even think streaming in korea is legal north korea is legal but she's streaming right she's streaming she's selling her bath water I happen to be on eBay. I see her bathwater. I buy it. I send her some bathwater back as a thank you. Now we're pen pals. Dennis Robin and I fly out to North Korea. I marry her. Now I'm the dictator of North Korea. And guess what? I'm not a dick. But that just happens to be if Kim Jong-un does happen to fall. Which I, I'm not, like I said, you don't want to wish death upon somebody, but if it means I get to drink gamer girl bathwater and married and become the next dictator of North Korea, then I'm fucking all in. Send me through. It's been weird. I'm going insane, as you could tell from that scenario. So uh, we're going to just keep moving on with life. But if Kim Jong un does die, you got to just remember there's probably some asshole that's up next. You got you to gotta just, that's like the same thing with like, they say if you cut the head off of a snake, the snake dies, but there's, it's a fucking big-ass head, bro. Like, I got a big dome, but, like, dictators and fascist propaganda, there's always someone next who's ready to get the call up. And that's what fucking blows. So, hopefully, North Korean gamer girl is ready to get it on. We can make it happen. Call of Duty is becoming more and more toxic as I am just starting to feed into the, the shit-talking. It's uh, it's becoming a more and more habit. We stay into the party chat until we win, though. I think that's what makes people very, very mad is that they can't talk to us all game. And then when we win and only if we win, do we go into the chat and start screaming at them? You got to scream because that's the, actually it's either you scream. I've been doing this thing where I just blow into the mic to piss people off. I don't even let the team go in there. I just go <laughs> into the mic and it's loud. And that's what pisses people off because they can't even get a word out while I'm just blowing into the mic. So that's that on Call of Duty. 
Uh, I watched a movie with my parents called Inheritance. It it was shit, guys. I like that's the thing. I don't like necessarily being right about watching trailers and then saying the movie is going to be a certain way and then it ends up being that way and then my voice cracked, which always happens on this fucking podcast. But I'm watching the trailer with my parents and they my I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but the the trailer's over. My dad looks at me and goes, "Looks good, right?" No, dad. One the trailer was long as fuck. Gave away basically the entire movie. The lead's actress, the the actress, her performance looks like it's going to be dog shit. The movie runtime is two fucking hours. You think that I want to sit through two hours of a movie, and I'm telling them what's going to happen too. I don't want to spoil it for you guys in case you're sitting down with your girlfriend and you guys want to fucking watch a shit movie and like, oh, inheritance. I'm looking at my parents like, this movie's going to be fucking god-awful. And... I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but they're like, oh, let's watch it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we're sitting there 30 minutes into the movie. The movie's about, uh, let me just break it down. This girl, her father was doing some shady shit. He was some dirty politician council guy. The daughter, the main character is the fucking DA of New York or Manhattan. The brother's running for counsel. The father dies, leaves this girl a fucking envelope about some fucking cellar they had in the backyard where he was keeping a prisoner the whole time. The brother's like not even concerned with it, like doesn't really know about it, but she becomes friends with the prisoner inside. And it's that guy who was the fucking, uh, he was the guy from Ready Player One in the library. I forget his name. He's a good actor, but like, why are you taking these roles? If you saw the fucking finished product, I'd fucking bail. Bail, fuck the contract, sue me. Ah, man. The movie was shit. She becomes friends with the guy. I'm like, I'm telling my dad, like, this is, I'm, I fuck you guys. Spoiler alert. I'm telling him, he's gonna, she's gonna let him out. Like, you don't understand it. The father was a dick. She's gonna let the guy out. Even though the father was a dick, the guy's still a, the guy, the prisoner's still an asshole. Like, he's still going to be a dick. And what do you know? This girl gives him a million dollars. She's getting ready to put him on a jet. And I said, don't worry, Dad. Here here comes the betrayal part, if you didn't see it coming already. He fucking stabs the guy, uh, the plane driver. This movie was so far-fetched, like... It's just all about the crooked politicians. And they, they were getting ready to send this guy out to Barbados with a million dollars and just live his life because he was kept in captivity for about 15 to 20 years. Uh, by the way, the main actress looked fucking 12 and she was the DA of Manhattan with a like a 20-year-old daughter. It made no sense. This movie was so all over the place. And my dad has the audacity, like maybe an hour in, because I stopped watching after the betrayal. Because I once you once you fucking see shit come out, like once you see shit happening, it's a dog. It's like you don't even want to be right. Like I wish I was wrong. I wish it was a good movie. But my dad looks at me and he goes, "God, this this actress stinks." Yeah, no fucking shit, buddy. I told you she was gonna suck. I told you the movie looked god awful. You wasted five ninety nine from Directv because you're an asshole. And don't listen to me. I might spoil a lot of shit, but I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So I went downstairs. Uh, I thought about this movie a lot. And, and that's kind of like the bad part is when such a bad movie sticks on your mind, you think about what you could have did to make it better. And I think with that kind of script, there's just no help in it. It's such a far-fetched movie. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And then I went on to Rotten Tomatoes to see if I even, you know, because I I gave it like a fucking 21% Rotten. Like, I I would fucking slam this movie to the ground. Uh, I went to go to Rotten to see uh, if I was, you know, factual. You want to be, when you make an accurate, when you make a opinion and you rate your opinion and there's an actual professional base with the opinion, you want to go over to that site and just see how accurate you are with what the actual professionals say. Uh, but there was no rating. So, unfortunately, uh, I will wait, but you guys heard it first. It's like 21%. Like, that shit sucked. Like, I wouldn't make a fucking captive person watch that. You know, if, if P. 
people were coming to America for the first time and I was the person handing out movies for them to watch to get adapted to our culture, that would be the last movie I would show them. But I would give it to people who were like, uh, I don't even know. Uh, I don't want to weird it. I don't want to word it weird and just make you guys think like I'm an asshole, but I'd give it to people like getting ready to be who were like on trial for murder for like killing like a kid. I'd make them watch it. Like that'd be it. Be like, yeah, you're going to die. So watch this piece of shit film before you die. So that way death is a whole lot worse. Like that's torture. Yeah. All right. That's actually didn't sound too bad. All right. Good. Uh, was playing a little bit of switch lately. Been getting back on the smash bros lifestyle. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I get my ass kicked online, and then I kick kids' asses too. So it's like all over the place. There was Le'Veon Bell who had the, uh, he had a smash tourney, and he put it up on his Instagram, and I was getting ready to go dive into it and look uh, and try to get in, but it was actually closed. I waited like 30 minutes to see if the spot would open up in the tourney, but it never did. So it is what it is. But it made me get back into the groove of playing Smash. And I've been playing COD for so long, I forgot what it's like to like sit down and play a realist, like a like a fighting game. Yeah, I'm not just screaming at people for being noobs. And uh, I'm getting back into cart a little bit. I play this shit on my free time, but when I know when the squad's up, it's time to run with them. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that shit and run. Uh, recreating TikToks with Vin Matano, the boy. We uh, made a, a good hit TikTok on uh, about you know a couple weeks ago. We redid the scene from Goodfellas when Henry Hill's walking around the bar and he's introducing different members of the mafia, and we remade, we remade that. And now we're remaking the scene where they were in prison and they were getting ready to do their little Sunday dinner. So uh, I was the guy with the steak. I was like, hey, how, you want go? how do you like yours? He goes, oh, rare, medium rare. I was like, medium rare, huh? An aristocrat. So that was my part. If you guys see me on the big screen, no autographs, no thank you. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was about it. And another thing as well, the draft, it was the draft, all right? It just, uh, the virtual, it, it didn't have the same, it, it hit completely different. It just wasn't the same. Uh, you had Roger Goodell looking like a fucking slapdick on the TV in his fucking ugly-ass sweater. You had uh, <laughs> fucking, I think it was C.D. Lamb, his girlfriend trying to snatch the phone out of his hand to see who was congratulating him. He rips it back out. They made a big deal about it on Instagram, but he was kind of just like, you guys play too much. Uh, you had... I don't know, the reactions were like delayed. You had John Gruden's fucking hardo of a son on TV, like with his arms behind his fucking back, like he's a fucking Navy SEAL, like getting ready to get deployed. Fucking hat backwards, hoorah. You're not hard, bro. You do MMA on the hard knocks. That was like the last time you heard of him. So fuck you, John Gruden's son. I love you, Vegas, but... Fix your son, Gruden. All right? All right? Fucking loser. Pissed me off, dude. It really did. And Dill, uh, Turbo Thursday host as well, made a, a he called him Hardo first. And I kind of just sat with me. Like, this guy's really on screen looking like a fucking Hardo. <laughs> it just looks like a, a schmuck. And I get it, you know, the coaches want to have their kids and families when they're making their first picks. Yeah, dude, put some fucking, some sweats on. Actually, they're in Vegas, so that didn't sit right. Put some jeans on. I think he was wearing, like, fucking camo tees. And I, I am one for camo tees out to bars. But it's different when, like, the whole world's looking at you, man. Just, you know, put, like, a fucking a real shirt on. Put on, like, a... You know, like a nice little fucking Raider hat. You know, and sit. And don't stand with your arm behind your back like you're planning a fucking evil plan, man. Like you're getting ready to, to pull the heist off. Like you're not doing shit, Jack. But I was happy with the Raiders picks. Uh, well, happy. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, I have to accept that it's realization. I 
did want Jerry Judy. Didn't want CeeDee Lamb. But we took Rooks. And that's, you know, it makes sense that we went with Rooks. Uh, we want speed. And my voice cracked again, which is fine. But we, we took uh, Rooks for speed. And we ended up drafting, like, two more receivers as well. Uh, we Yeah, uh, Bowden and we got Edwards. Uh, Arnett as a cornerback, I like it. Uh, the guy itself, they rated the, the pick a B. Um, Arnett didn't really want to play football his senior year, which, I mean, like, why, if you're hearing that, why would you want a guy who doesn't want to play football? You know, like, that's my only thing. Uh, I want guys who want to play football and, you know, live, breathe, breathe and fucking eat football, you know, just want to be around the game all the time. That's, those are the kind of teammates you want, but, uh, it is true. The entire Raiders organization comes to their pants when they hear that there's a guy, the, the fastest receiver in the league is up for grabs in the draft, excuse me. But yeah, they took rugs, uh, which is fine. You know, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, and then they ranted uh, Tanner Muse a D, which, I mean, uh, I talked to Nick Sisko, one of my good friends. He's a big Clemson guy. He said that inside the box is where you're going to have him, which is why linebacker safety, but more likely a linebacker. Uh, I like the pick. We need defense. I want, really wanted more defense anyway during the draft. Uh, they wanted to go with a bunch of receivers to stack up on O because the entire AFC West has become a, uh, a speed game. And it's, you know, it's what it is, uh, but you got to just take a look on the bright side. We made picks in the right move in the right ways. Now it's just whether or not these guys actually come to play during camp. So we'll see what happens. Over to the Jets and Giants. The Jets took uh, Becton in the uh, first offense tackle. Definitely needed that. Mims receiver, good weapon for uh, Josh Arnold. You got uh, Davis safety, and then they rated D. I don't know why they picked up James Morgan as a cor- uh, as a quarterback, but I think they acquired him during a trade. So, uh, but they they took a little bit of a hit in the ratings of that pick for you know whatever reason. But you know, other than that, uh, you know, I know some of my Jets friends very hyped that they got Mims. They really wanted him. Uh, Davis. They needed help in the secondary as well. Uh, and Becton, obviously, protection is key. I think any good football team, if you want to build the right, you know, uh, if you want to build a Super Bowl team, it starts with the line. Then you find a cornerback, a quarterback, excuse me. And then you build your defensive line. You find a good safety. That way you're able to get a, a rush, able to cover deep threats. And then on the offensive side, you're able to block, you know, even with a, a slapdick running back. If you have a good offensive line, you can still open up holes. And then uh, a quarterback who can at least make some throws. So I think that the Jets are making moves in the right deci- in the right ways, as well as the Giants. Uh, you know, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Xavier McKinney, who I thought the Raiders were going to take as well, um, but you know, McKinney went in the second. But the uh, I thought the Raiders were going to slide on him. But then you know, Jonathan Abrams uh, in the back too. Uh, I I think Xavier McKinney's going to be a, sh- a fucking absolute freak in the back. Uh, Matt Pearl, offensive tackle as well. And then uh, I think his name's Darnay. So, cornerback. Yeah, Holmes. Cornerback. So, uh, I think all, you know, me and my friend's teams all made moves in the right decisions, in the right ways. Uh, Trotto as well. He's a big Miami guy, good friend of mine. You know, Miami got Tua. That's something they were looking forward to. (coughs) I think every team... uh, you know that my friends support all my friends. They got a large group of them, but they they everybody took a, a step in the right direction for future progress. Now it's really just about you know the way the the cookie crumbles, or whether it crumbles or not. So, but that's really all I got on the draft. Uh, that and uh, the fact that Roger Goodell's just a giant piece of shit. But yeah, let me know if you guys uh, have any thoughts on the draft but yeah let me know sports itself i just missed the fuck out of them i we're right in the time where it's playoff basketball and hockey season and you you can't sit back and and think about it because otherwise you just get depressed and that's exactly what i'm doing right now as i speak yet worked up because i would love to have seen where the islanders ended up they weren't really in the playoff spot they had actually got moved out to the uh spot underneath the wild card but there was a lot of time left. There was a lot of games left for them to work. Uh, I was excited to see what Boston and the Capitals would have done in the playoffs as well. 
even on the West Coast side, the Blues, the Avalanche, they looked great. Um, the Flames were playing well, too. Uh, they just secured a spot in the wild card right before we left off. So there was a lot of uh, movement going around, and it's just it sucks that you can't can't see that and the way it would have played out and uh i spoke to one of my buddies uh who was coaching even at high school looks at the spring sports or they're going to be done for the season that's not excuse me that's not fair for the seniors because i can't even think about what it would have been like if i was a senior and uh they were telling me i couldn't compete you know that's like that's your ticket to again the school man you know like some people you know already have declared where they're going but if you're looking for like that nice highlight tape to get you really where you want to go and uh then you're it's taken away because of this fucking virus it sucks so well i I mean shit's got to be fixed you know i talk about it a little bit more with uh with fish when we get over to that interview but it is what it is and that's just uh you know, I don't know how much longer it's going to be like this for, but I, I said, um, I think Labor Day weekends, like where everything gets back to normal. I think summer's canceled, which is unfortunate, but uh, I know I'm being a Debbie Downer. I think it's because it's raining out. So, yeah. All right, we'll move over to the playbook. Mellow's playbook for you guys. It's weird. You know, this one, there's a couple... I got I got a nice guy and I got the bad nice guy and I got the bad boy for you. All right, so I'm gonna toss two out for you. They both have to do with the COVID. All right, they both are COVID pickup lines. Okay. All right. So we'll go with the nice guy first. This is for someone who you're trying to be more formal with. Someone you are looking forward to getting to know. All right. This is someone you want to actually take out and i'm pretty sure you probably heard this before but if the covid19 doesn't take you out can i that's you know that's a a solid joke it's relevant you're gonna make her feel like she's not gonna die from covid or if she does at least if she beats it she's got a date lined up for her and my voice really has to stop fucking cracking there you go So that could play out downsides if she already had COVID and she did beat it, then now you play the waiting game. If she does die from COVID, you're an asshole. And if the possibility of her just standing you up and never really answering, it it could sit right and it doesn't really have to sit right too. So uh, it, it depends if she's a big fan of humor, corny jokes and uh, yeah, corny jokes. Bad boy pickup line for COVID-19. All right. This is someone you don't care about breaking the fucking rules with. The state laws, the curfew, 8 p.m., the six feet apart. This is something you're going to say if you're getting after it, trying to bump fuzzies, (laughs) trying to do the hoo-ha. All right. You're going to say this. You're going to say. Hey, she's going to say, hey, what's up? You're going to say nothing. Do you want to come over and play coronavirus with me? She's going to be so confused, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What's coronavirus? What's coronavirus? You give it a little time. You make her think about it. Like, what's he going to say? And then you come in and you say, that's where I spread you over every surface of my house. And if that doesn't work then i'm sorry i don't think there should be a problem when it's funny gets to the point cuts the cuts the chit chat it cuts it like almost right out of the way now two things are going to happen from that i'm going to draw a little line here on the in the playbook for a little for reasons my playbook is not going to be able for purchase that's because it's sacred but two things that are going to happen you get fucked. Get fucked. And then you're going to draw two lines down from that. And get fucked has two meanings. Where you have sex. And then the other get fucked is she actually says get fucked. Like go fuck yourself. 
And then on the other side, she on, on the other arrow down from get fucked, you're gonna just put no response because uh, that's that's happened. Where you just, I've even just shot the shot and said, "Hey, do you want to come over and play coronavirus?" Out of the blue, like I'm talking zero context. I haven't talked to you in months, but do you want to come over and play coronavirus? Zero answer. So. Let me know if it works. I'm, I, I'm sure if you guys have some kind of uh, charisma behind it and give it some attitude, uh, you know, some confidence in there, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, you'll be fine. To the homies and uh, homas who are actually uh, doing, you know, breaking quarantine and getting after it and bumping fuzzies, then, hey, you know, good for you. Good for you. That's it. You stay six feet away, but the only thing that's touching should have latex wrapped around it, so that should be good. That's, uh, you know, that's making sure you guys are staying safe. Clean your surfaces with each other. Uh, Surprise guest, M. Logo, the Greek God, actually getting on here with us today. I'm going to actually give him a call right now. I believe I'm getting him while he's on his way to work. And we're going to talk a little bit about the drafts as well as breaking quarantine. So let's give him a call. Sounded very weird while I said that. Sorry about that, guys. Yo. And Logo the Greek God. What's up? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Are we recording right now? We are live on Mondays with Mello. What's going on? Mondays with Mello. This is a big honor. Hey, it's a big honor for having you on here, man. I do appreciate it. And the fact, and the turnaround time for me to get on this show is pretty quick. So it must be a testament to myself. Look, I mean, we were just excited to get you on here. I talked to my agent earlier in the week. We were just uh, so excited when you gave us the reply. So we just want to make sure we got you on here. What's up, Mello? Nothing much, man. Want to talk a little bit about breaking quarantine? So you're actually in the car right now. So where, where are you off to? I am. Shuttling deliveries from my restaurant. Oh shit! Um, back and forth. So this is quarantine life for now. This Delivery boy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I wanted to see uh, because a little thing I talked about today was getting after it with uh, you know a little bit of you know having sex during quarantine. If there, do you have any advice for the guys and girls listening? If you're going to break quarantine to go see somebody else. First of all, if you're going to do that, don't be corny and wear the hazmat suit and the gloves and the mask. Just do it. Just make sure the person that you're with is clean. That's all. That's it. That's my advice. Good. That's it. We don't need the hazmat suits and the bullshit memes. Just do what you got to do. That's it. Now, if you think they're going to get together, do you wear a mask while you're you're having sex? Because that's like a big thing, too. I see people... No, in this day and age, there's no kissing. This is straight... <laughs> This is strictly getting off type stuff. This is not. This is not love right now. This is handle your business. The hell out of the house. Go home and take a shower. You're not sitting there with the small talk and the pillow talk and the nonsense and the kissing. It's not the time for that. Yeah. This is different. Different times. There's bigger. There's bigger. There's lives at, are at stake when you stay around. A, these are business deals. These are not a uh, lovey dovey sessions. <laughs> business deals. Uh, I see a lot of people driving around with the masks on their face. Yeah. Are you yeah. wearing a, You're not wearing a mask while you're talking to me. People are saying that the masks are causing car accidents. What, what, the, mask is, the mask is on my ears right now. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure my car is clean. Right. So I don't know what the deal is with the masks, but... I'm just I'm talking about people in general are fucking crashing their cars because they're upset with the mask. Like, how, how the fuck do you crash a car with a mask? That's a good question. I, you know what? Does it cause road rage? Is this what you're asking? I, I mean, are you pissed off that you're wearing a mask while you're driving? <laughs> it's fucking uncomfortable, yeah. I mean, I could see why. Yeah. God forbid somebody cuts me off right now, too. It's going to add to the problem. But. Yeah, you're going to slam into them? Is that, like, what happens? I don't I'm not one for road rage. <laughs> the one-mile track down? You ever do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stay on their ass, and then you give them the new, their ass. the stare down they're after. A, either they're stopping or they're making a turn, and you're following them into some kind of cul-de-sac. I've done it many times. You follow? I get into that. Look, I've had okay. So that's funny as fuck because I, you might have followed my cousin. Oh, my cousin said that he was on the way home, or he must have cut somebody off. The guy followed him back to the crib. The crib. It must have been a twenty-minute drive. He followed him all the way home. Yeah, I got a funny story though. This is like I, when I first got my license. 
I uh, I was on Route 17, and I cut off this black car. It wasn't. I didn't think it was a cop car. I didn't know what it was. Right. And I'm like, I'm ripping it now. I had a you know H3 right into high school. I was like, I thought I was the shit. This fucking car followed me on 17 all the way to Wayne, <laughs> and I made a turn into a cul-de-sac just get away from him. It was an off-duty cop. The guy was like ready to strangle me. And he, I, he couldn't I, I do shit though, I was, right? I was like five minutes from defecation, but that's besides the point. Yeah, but he couldn't do shit to you. He was off duty. Yeah, but I scared the shit out of me, man. No, for sure. I'd have been fucked if he just flashed the light so you pulled over and then he just couldn't even give you a ticket. He just wanted to waste some of your time. You shot yourself. That would have been even fucked. Want to strangle me? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of talk going around circulating that you're one of the best FIFA players to ever exist. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Listen, I don't like to take bows, especially during a pandemic. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm pretty up there. And it's it, a it, gift, you know? It just comes to me. I don't even practice. I don't even play. It just comes to me. It's a gift. I can tell because there's no one wants to play you. I'm afraid, I think they're just afraid. That's, that's the big thing, you know? Some of it is out of respect. You got guys like Jack Mazalewski, you know, the Johnny Manziel Little Falls, and he respects me. So he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to enter the ring and then get humbled. He doesn't want to toss a, a smudge on no. the record by losing to the Greek no. god. It makes sense. Makes sense. No. And, no. yeah, that's, and do you, uh, have you been doing anything else during quarantine to, you know, occupy your time i know you obviously run your own business which is great but uh is there anything that you do to kill time when you're home there's a lot of dming going on in this day and age i'm not gonna lie yeah you're just shooting the shot that's it you know people love company a lot of people are lonely out there yeah they want to feel like somebody's next to them in the corner for sure a lot going on now I have this thing on here I call it the the mellow playbook it's just you know plays I do uh, when I'm I'm shooting the shot as well uh, is there yeah. something is there a go to for you when you're is there like a 100% bulletproof line okay so here's the here's the thing there's a lot of guys out there that shoot the shot they're like oh fuck it but they they go for the Hail Mary right away right so you take what the defense gives you any smart athlete knows that so you you plug and play. You play, you know, conservative DMs, conservative, and then it builds up. Then becomes, then they send the DM once they feel a sense of security. People don't want to be bombarded. Right. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are bringing water guns to a, a gunfight. It's very disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> to the gunfight, I, I see. I'm I'm one of the guys. I get right at. I I cut the chase, but, uh, but get right after it. Am I what? You get right after it. I get there's. I think at this point too, there's so many people who are like on like Bumble, Tim, Tinder, Hinge, like already just know what. Like, yeah, I'm not Dude. seeing. I'm not seeing you. I'm, I'm not going to see you. On Bumble? Um, yeah, I'm talking about like I'm talking about everywhere, bro. I'm talking Instagram, Twitter. Like, I'm getting after it. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the market. I'm a free agent. So, with that being said, I'm probably not going to see you during this pandemic. So why don't I just take the fucking uh, give you what I uh, just laid out on the table? Listen, I don't know how you are, but there's got to be some kind of reputation you got to keep after this pandemic. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. The guy where she screenshots the conversation and she puts you on blast on Instagram. You don't want to be that guy. That's true. No, it's a humbling experience. Yeah. You just don't want to be it. So you got to have a little bit of measured res response. Now, if you want some virtual stuff or some shit like that, then you go for it. Right. What's the worst, that, what's the, what's the worst that's going to happen? And that you wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> what's what's your line? What's your, what's your go to when you're sliding in? Is it just like a hey? Nah, it's always an emoji. You wanna you wanna soften soften the blow, I guess. You going you off the? Emoji. Are you going off the like the IG stories? Are you like? Do you look for something on the IG and then you like comment on it? Because that's something I've been doing as well. I'll put like a you know, especially if when girls are like. Yeah, there was, I'll be, uh, there was some girl like posted some kind of. I guess her father was grilling or something. I'm like. I said something about the barbecue, and all of a sudden we got into a conversation, you know? Yeah. About uh, deli meats. Oh. Maybe, maybe that'll go somewhere. Next you know, thing you know, you're showing her the salami. That's it. Next thing you know, she wants to see the see the humans in the poor's head. That's it. <laughs> the poor's head. That's it. That's it. I like that. I've been waiting for, especially I'm a big animal guy. So when, once I see, you know, a girl post something about like a dog or something, I slide right in. 
the dog, you know. I will I will say this, and you know, it's it's been repulsing me throughout this pandemic. And I posted something about this a couple of days ago. Yeah. This has become like a fucking IG talent show uh, through this pandemic. Who can cook? Who can do TikToks? Who's posting bike runs? Like, we don't want to see you. We don't want to see screenshots of your bike rides. Nobody really cares. No one gives a like, fuck. I, I get it. You're cooking. You just turned on your oven for the first time in like six months. We get it. We don't need to see that either. I mean... And the worst is the old travel pics. I mean, give me a break. Everybody wants to get out of here. Everybody wants to go somewhere. Right. We don't need to see you in uh, Italy six months ago. Nobody cares. Bring me back. Nobody Bring me back. That's nobody, it, bro. Nobody wants to see. Those nobody are the captions. Bring me back. I don't know. Okay. You'll, we'll all get there eventually if the world doesn't fucking end. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like a talent show. I mean, uh, and the TikToks. If yeah. you're over 17 years old and you're posting TikToks, they're... For real, there's a 98% chance they're unfunny. Like, just stop. Oh, just oh, stop. all right. Hey, I, I've been on the TikTok train. I've been involved in some TikToks. So, and they're, they're fucking hilarious. All right. Yeah, according to you, I haven't seen any that are hilarious. I'll you send them. forward them to me. I'll, I'll fucking forward them right over, bro. They're hilarious. I remade the fucking scene from uh, Goodfellas when Henry Hill's walking in and he's talking about all the mobs, all, all the gangsters in there yeah, 22 maybe, times. Uh, maybe that is funny, but. It's good. The bottom line is, if you're doing that bad bougie and like, oh, I don't do the shit. I don't do the dances on TikTok. I find what? the dances. I find people that do the dances on TikTok. That's that's you know that's their own thing. They they need their own mental help for that. Yeah, that's another thing. Mental so. hotline. Think of like get it on on foot. It's ridiculous. Well, I do have this thing. How much money would I have to pay you to make a TikTok? Like I have I have this thing on Turbo. It's it's everybody has a price. What's your point? There's no chance at all. There's, no, there's not a shot. Like, not if someone came up to you and was like, yo, I'll give you 10K to make a TikTok, you're not doing it? 10K? I mean, all right. We'll See, yeah, that's a, that's a humbling price. I'd make a TikTok for fucking, I'd make a TikTok for 500 bucks. That's, that's it. You know? They got, but People I don't. are paying you to act retarded? Yeah, basically. I, I mean, I act retarded on a daily basis. No one's paying me shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, fucking bullshit. And these people act like they're actual influencers. It makes no sense. I, TikTok itself, I don't. Well, everybody's I don't, an influencer. Everybody's selling hair care products now. Like, go, go take a walk. Go those are Ponzi schemes. Oh, also, we didn't talk about the Ponzi scheme. I had the Octagon scheme. I, it, these, I understand. These people, these kids, or whoever these kids are on Instagram. I say kids, I'm 30 years old. So 25 year olds, 24 year olds. Right. They're always peddling this shit. Like these hair care. Why don't you gonna realize you're a puppet? These are Ponzi schemes. Uh, did you see the thing? It's like give me a hundred dollars, I'll and then I'll give you eight hundred dollars. But that's like if everybody. But you got to go get people to give you a hundred dollars to give me a hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Just go to work. <laughs> if you want to work, go be an essential worker. Go deliver food or something. Enough of this shit. Selling uh, keratin and makeup product. Nobody wants this. <sighs> like it's a. There's a reason why we hang up on telemarketers. Exactly. When they call our homes. We don't need to see it on Instagram either. That's it, man. You know what I mean? It's, it is what, it's sad that that's what it's actually come down to is like people trying to, you know, scam while they're at home and taking advantage of people who are clearly out of work and like just on their last needle too at home. Like we're getting ready to lose their minds. They don't need to be fucking scammed. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. These people have no shame. I don't understand. The worst is the idiot selling the toilet paper and the, the cleaning products. Right? Oh, well, they got fucked because Amazon said, no, 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 you ain't doing that. That's fucked. Don't do that. You're, you're taking Terrible, advantage man. of people who are desperate. You can't You can't go ahead and do that. That's, that's disgusting. I get supply and demand, but you are literally taking advantage of people who are desperately in need. Like... And trying to sell toilet paper for fucking six bucks a roll, dude. Like, that's absurd. I, they I, got no... They got no conscience. Number one, number two, they're, they're probably really big losers. Oh, which is big, big. Those are, those are guys who literally just don't care about anybody but themselves. And you, you're thinking, yeah. and you gotta be literally evil to make to go into a, a supermarket and take all of the toilet paper so no one else can get any. 
Yeah, it takes a lot of effort to be an idiot. And there's no like, there's no thought process about how many people you're pissing off, and have, like, it just makes no sense. But I'm glad that at least the toilet paper over here isn't becoming. It's not more of an issue anymore. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think I don't even know what the what the reason for the toilet paper is, but well, I, 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 I think it gave you like, it gave people like diarrhea, but I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I stuck yeah. with the. I, I I spoke about. It. I was on the baby wipe train for a little bit. Baby wipes. They're fucking. Though you want to have the baby wipes. Gotta have yeah. the baby wipes, man. Those gotta, are. I mean, that's fucking a better fresh. Veteran move, move. That's it. I, I'm telling you. I it literally when I came home, my parents had fucking like 18 packs of them, and I was like, let's fucking go. I I mean we. I, I, there it's you just feel clean after using them. Like, yeah, it's like a mini. It's like a mini shower. That's man. it. It's yeah. what, what's that? Uh, the Baudet? What that cleans your okay. asshole? It's, it's like literally that, but on paper. It's yeah, a no. wipe. It's a butt cleaning wipe. It's amazing. But am I talking to two people right now? No. I have no idea. You're talking to me. Oh, I thought I was talking to two people. What are you changing your voice? No. I don't know, man. I think I'm just moving in and out of uh, like farther away from the mic. That's good though. It means you got talent. You can change your voice. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just when I get into I get into a little bit of a rant and the voice gets a little bit drier, I guess it might change, but I don't, I don't change up my voice. So what else, bro? What else you got for me? Uh, let's talk Giants. Because the... Hold on. Yeah, Ma. Yeah, Ma. I'll go to the store for you. All right. I'm in the middle of a fucking interview right now, so I guess right after. It's no problem. Respect for Mrs. Mello, huh? Uh, Mama Mello, you know she. I'll give her credit. I'll give her the credit when it's due. She quit smoking. You know, I, I'm. That must be tough. I, must be tough. I mean, she smoked from like she had to be. I think she said her first cigarette was like 14, and she, you know she yeah, smoked tough. basically up until last year. So she's on the nic- She's on the nicotine gum. So I, tough, yeah. oh, tough. trust me, I know. I mean, I smoke my my lava like it's fucking the only source of oxygen for me. So. I uh, I understand what she's going yeah. through. It's a crazy addiction. Uh, yeah. What do you want to know about the Giants? Though? Oh, the Giants picks. You're a Giants guy, right? Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Big Giants fan. Can you hear me or no? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. You broke up for a second, but big yeah. Giants fan. Yeah. Um, uh, what what about the draft? The- was a bre- the draft was a breath of fresh air. Um. I love the picks, especially one through five. Yeah, I thought um, I thought you guys picking up Xavier McKinney, amazing. Big fan, big fan of him. Um, and uh, you know, listen, I think that when you get a left tackle, franchise left tackle on a draft, plus a defensive future defensive captain, plus a future right tackle, I think you can't go you can't go wrong with that. Right. It's just going to depend on how because this season's going to be fucked up. I mean, there's going to be a lot of bullshit. There's no mini camps. How they put it all together? They got a lot of young pieces, and I think next year or this year coming up is going to be. I think we have the potential to go eight and eight, which is much needed around here. It's a big turnaround, yeah. I think I think even on the Jets side too. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a good season, a good football season for both Jets and Giants. I think it's a breath of fresh air in both of their draft classes. Are you a Jets fan? I'm an Oakland Raider fan. Yeah, like you know what? This is the stuff that I can't stand. You live in the metropolitan area. You grew up in Little Falls? Yes or no? I grew up in Total, up? Next, next to Little Falls. Total. So you got a you got a, a stadium ten miles away. Pick two teams. Pick one or two, man. Well, 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 my father's a Raiders fan. I so I, I became yeah, a Raiders fan. Yeah. Next thing you're gonna tell me he's from Carlsbad, California, and that's the reason why you were an Oakland fan. Ah, uh, he bandwagoned back in the day because my grandfather didn't watch football, so he just saw him on TV bandwagoned back in the seventies with Kenny Stabler. So I mean, I, you know what? You you like Rich Gannon and uh, Tim Brown? Uh, I mean, I got my heart broken back in the early two thousands, if that's what you're asking, and then I got him broken again throughout two thousand six to two thousand ten. So yeah, I've, I've had my fair share of fucking disgust with my football team. What do you What do you think of Gruden and Mayock's draft? You know, you know, they, they, they basically I, close their eyes and pick players. I think they oh. come their pants when they see speed, and that's exactly, I, I said it earlier too, but with rugs, it's fucking, I mean, they're just trying to match somebody to go up against the defenses, and I don't know if he's really a deep-level threat, but you, you take a look at, you know, some of the other players they got too. Arnett, uh, I thought it was, a you know, we needed to stack up on defense as well. 
But, I mean, the guy said during the draft he didn't even want to play football his senior year. I want guys who are ready to play football 24-7. Like, be so you could have been a lot better at corner for that Iowa pick. Oh, I, I even said, too, I wanted Xavier McKinney. I, I mean, I know he wasn't going to last the entire second, but I wanted the Raiders to trade up and get like a, a solid, you know, even another safety because Jonathan Abrams got hurt in the first game last year. And what happens if that happens again? Then we have no real deep coverage. So I wanted Xavier McKinney. I think he's going to be lights out, but you guys picked him up. Uh, and then we got uh, Tanner Muse, and they rated that pick a D, which, I mean, as long as he's playing in the inside box, uh, I think that that's going to be uh, where we really needed a linebacker to come in, too. So it, it just depends on how these guys do in the camp. And uh, we have a young team just like the Giants. So it's really just about growth. And that's. Listen, it all depends on your quarterback. Your quarterback is a little. Yeah, I know, and I've said it before. uh, Speaking, moving to Vegas, like this is my last, you know, my last line with uh, with Derek Carr. If he can't win in Vegas, then I I just, I don't think we we have much left on the table for him. And I think, but uh, it's uh, it's encouraging. I like what the Giants did, and you know, the Raiders. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Gruden or Mayock. Right. I think I think your boy Kevin McCabe is more more. Football savvy than Mayock. I know, like. So I don't even know why we even got rid of Jack Del Rio. I loved Jack. <laughs> I love Jack Del Rio. I, I was a big fan of him, and now he's going to be playing. He's coaching over the defense over in Washington, and I think that's a great move for Washington with uh, Riverboat Ron. So it's. I mean, I I liked. Uh, what I you know I got I got behind the Raider hype when they said Gruden was coming back because you know I mean he was a he was a good uh, Oakland Raider coach that he did take us. Uh, you know, he took us far. We Listen, had the, the tuck rule. He's a, he's, a, he's a name. He's like a brand name. Yeah. Baragamo, Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Is he have, does he have anything of substance? We'll see. Well, I mean, he did but, win a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it, don't game. get me wrong. I know it's a long time ago. He's got and he's got some credibility a, to the name though when he came back. Super Bowl when you have Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks on your defense. No, I trust me. I know they were fucking freaks of nature. But he, the thing is, he has you know he had credibility. He has credibility to his role. All right, we'll see. We'll see what Chucky does. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see this entire season. And uh, I mean, uh, I don't, did you watch any of the? Did you? Were, are you like an NBA guy, NHL guy? Yeah, I'm a Laker fan. You're a Laker fan, so you must be like pissed off right now. The fact that like there's no yeah, no year, playoffs. Yeah, there's playoff no playoffs basketball. going on right now. That's got to be. I, like, want, I want to see playoff basketball. Yeah, I, I want to see Laker. Even, you you probably want to see Laker Lebron basketball. I mean, I can care less about basketball, but I just want listen, I just miss sports. I, I miss. We, if we had, you know what I would do right now to watch a little like what? Give me one league. Just put one league on every night. That's it. Are you, so what? Ba- baseball? Are you a baseball guy too? Big Yankee fan. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I was uh, I was going opening day with the Mazalewski brothers. Yeah, you know? I had my a couple they, uh, of my buddies got season. In, uh, uh, and they were treat- They yeah. lost in FIFA and they were treating me to opening day tickets. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you mess around with the Greek god. Get some tickets. Yeah, no, my buddy, uh, he works for an accounting firm. He had season tickets. He was getting ready to go to opening day. Had a couple guys getting ready to go to the Mets opening day. It's all blown to shit. Uh, there was uh, talks. I'm friends with a uh, minor league pitcher for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. He was talking about how they were all getting ready to move to Arizona to play possibly baseball, but they don't think that's going to happen too because you got to move all the teams. It's just everything's put on hold, and it's like – the the boil level is rising, so you got. I, and I don't know how much longer I can do it. How much longer do you think you can stand in those sports? Say that again, because you broke up a little bit. So, how much longer do you think you could last without sports? Listen, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I could sit and watch another highlight from ten years ago. I don't think I could do it for much longer. I mean, it's in the best interest of the of the government who. No, I know. And I, I, I think that uh, I, I say it too. I, had, I did an interview with uh, Fish, uh, another guy. Uh, but we talked about um, it possibly being ready to get open around uh, 
Fourth of July. I don't even think that's going to be like a possible, like a that's a breath of fresh air. If they told you, no way they're letting people on beaches Fourth of July. It's not. It's not going to happen. Did you see California has a heat wave right now and there's people on the beach out there? Like it's yeah, people are dying every day. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, it makes no sense. Just follow the rules, man. We can all. It's it's like that. It's like that class, right? You have a class and everyone's being put in like the silent treatment and then there's that one kid that keeps talking and that keeps prolonging the silent treatment and that's California right now. Well, we'll see, man. We're Obviously, nobody's doing anything. I mean, it's the same shit every day. It's so monotonous. Yeah. But, I mean, you just gotta, gotta do it now and just hope this goes... Just put it this way. If, if we get through this in one piece, I mean, we're going to be moving mountains in like 10 years as, <laughs> as, as a society. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think after that. this is all settled, I, I think everything will start boosting up again. But it's just about getting out, like getting everybody to get out the door. Like we got to get everybody out because it's people are starting to get fed up and it's just not nothing you can do. So. No, there's really nothing, you know, you just kind of just kind of do it. Yeah. But and um, I do appreciate you getting on here, man. Uh, I appreciate you bullshitting around with me for a little bit, and uh, I want to get you back on sooner or later. So you gotta just let me know what's good for you. I mean, you know, my phone is always open to you. You want to call? You want to shoot the shit? Anytime, brother. I appreciate it, brother. You take it easy, right? And stay safe. I'm sorry. I said I appreciate you, brother. Take it easy and stay safe. Take it easy. Be safe, man. All right. Bye. All right. We'll talk. Bye. Awesome interview with M Logo, uh, the boy. You know, we just recently uh, starting to get to know each other. Uh, he's been popping in and out of the Xbox party, but overall, just a fun guy to just hang out with and just talk around. But uh, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, I do have an interview up next with uh, Fisher. Uh, he's one of the members of Olive Oil, and they uh, just released a new track. So we're going to break that down a little bit. We're going to see what he's been up to. Uh, he started his own podcast, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But I do hope you guys enjoyed that last interview with M. Logo, the Greek God, and uh, enjoy this next interview. And right now, we're going to go ahead and give Olive Oil a call on the phone. I'm going to start out by calling Fishy. He's going to have to get Merck on the phone first as well, so we'll have to page them all in. So let's get this on. Hello? Fishy. It's Mel. Oh, fuck. It popped up as like a different number. I was no, like, no, I'm fuck? calling you off the burner. All right. We're <laughs> calling you off the hoe phone. Let's get All right, so Merkel in decided here. to take it. He's on a walk and his phone's at 6%, so he's shot. He's on a walk? Yeah. In the rain. It's raining. What? It's raining today. What's he doing? Nah, he's trying to get ready for the draft. It's fine. <laughs> he's gonna go to Giants free camp in the summer. Try to get out there. It's fine. I like it. I like it. Uh, but what's going on, man? How's uh, how's quarantine treating you? It sucks, dude. No, nah, I know. Fucking blows. Fucking blows. I saw you're still staying active on Call of Duty. Saw the boys are still getting dubs in Warzone. So yeah, dude. We got two. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, that's one more than me. All right, so that's one more than me. Uh, that game is just—I'm very frustrated with that in general. Like Warzone is a very slow-paced game, and then you just get killed by some camper. So there's too many people, bro. That's why way too, too many, many people. people in one uh, game. Yeah, for sure. No, what I is know. it? One fifty? It's way. It's one hundred and fifty with the opportunity to not only get revived, but you go to the gulag and go fight for a spot back too. So yeah, it's, it, I I get so pissed. I've almost thrown my controller no, to the wall. A it's times. I, I mean I like gulag though. I think gulag's a great concept, but then you shouldn't have revives. True. You know. So I mean that's just. I don't know. They got to figure it out, but it it took everybody's attention away from Fortnite, and it got us back on the on the right path of Call of Duty. So they got to just keep yeah, up. <laughs> we got nothing better to fucking do. So. Nothing at all. Any other hobbies? I saw you guys put out a new song. So obviously, uh, this is the first time you're on Mondays with Mello. Uh, again, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna break down who Olive Oil is in general, but uh, you guys can go to Turbo Thursdays and listen to that episode. But Olive Oil put out. Do you believe? And just. Yeah. How, what, like, was that just a spur of the moment? Like, let's make a track while everybody's home, or? No, that, that, that song actually, uh, is about a year now. We started working on it a year ago. Uh, 
had one vocalist on it, then some differences occurred. And then we've, uh, then we started working on some other stuff. Like we did that calling remix and like there was another one in between there too. And then we decided, uh, let's revisit that track because this 2020, our idea was let's do more original songs instead of remixes and whatnot. Let's get our Spotify and Apple Music and all of those streaming services. Let's start building that. Right. So uh, we ended up, we, we finished the song and then, well, we got another vocalist for it. And then we put it out uh, this past Friday. Yeah, I mean, the song bumps. Feedback on it was really good, too. I was surprised. Yeah, the song is fucking awesome. Like, it, it is a really, really Thanks, catchy song, and the, the drop's awesome. Uh, I mean, Yeah, we, her- went for, we went for the 2012, the 2010 to, like, 2015 like old school yeah dude it sounds like something it's that's festival music right there yeah so that's exactly what it sounds like uh and just to revisit what you said you had problems with the vocalist on that uh the first one we had yeah uh, he, he, he just wasn't a fan of how his voice sounded at the time and stuff like that so we were just like you know what we'll just put it on the back burner and we'll revisit it at some point and then uh that vocalist ended up moving out of New Jersey, so we couldn't even get him in the studio. So oh, wow. we ended up going uh, recommendation from somebody we know of uh, this girl in Miami, actually. Oh, sick. Yeah. And we didn't really get to talk about it, too, since uh, <laughs> this whole shit occurred. But you were obviously supposed to go down to Florida and... Uh, yeah, we were, supposed to, we were supposed to go Miami Music Week. Uh the whole week leading up to Ultra Music Festival, we weren't going to go to Ultra, but we were going to go down for MMW, and we were going to go and network and meet new people and whatnot in the industry, and that just ended up shitting the bed completely. Yeah, as have every other uh, major networking event thing. Everything that was lined up is just shot to shit. And the real yeah, question- I mean, we had we had uh, for. This for we're in April still, right? April. I, we had we're about we were to be in May. To, yeah, we were uh, beginning of April, first weekend, uh, the tenth. We were supposed to play with Riggy Imperos and Zach Martino at HQ in Atlantic City, right? Which would have been sick. It'd been awesome. Um, and then we were supposed this past, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before the eighteenth, we were supposed to play for the first time at Porta in Asbury Park, and that got postponed. So. Just a giant Please. shit show. Is summer canceled? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I need some DJs, bro. <laughs> we need. I need, my, I, need my, I need my West Bar. I gotta see. I gotta go see Jen, Nico, and Slim. I need. I need my fucking grails. <laughs> but that's the thing. If I if I were to tell you, right? Say we were just cooped up for a while too, and it's something I've been asking people, uh, and I've been getting the same answer. But if I were to tell you, July fourth we're allowed to go back out. Are you going or are you going to, are you like hesitant to step out the door and go party with people? No, nah, I probably would. Yeah. But I mean, if, if it's going to be like absolutely insane, probably not just cause I don't want to wait in lines. That would, that would be the only. Right. That, but that's a thing. It's, it's like a give or take. Cause you have the people who are still like timid to even get out the door right now. Go but you say, you're out. saying like July 4th, like we go back full throttle. There's no limits, no capacity limits or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I'm not talking, I'm not talking boundaries. I'm talking full, like just full send 4th of July weekend, freedom weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The only thing that would stop me was, is just lines. Yeah. That's about it. Huh. I think Labor Day weekend is going to be a fucking shit show. I think we're all going to be ready. Like that's the time where everybody's going to get out. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm I'm thinking for nightlife to get back to normal. I think we're probably gonna have to wait for the football season. Yeah, and then we get you know the Sunday fun days back in order. We got you know yep. Green Rock Fridays getting restored. Uh, yeah, it's just I've, just because I feel like like we're in New Jersey, we're like the second most infected state in the country, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like the nightlife industry is like all group it's a group gathering industry so right they're definitely gonna have limits on it i mean i'm, I'm pushing for august i hope august uh will be okay but because the numbers are do seem to be dwindling a little bit nothing crazy but yeah yeah fuck. i think it, it all depends on the hospitals i think yeah and it really i mean we're getting mixed signals from like all over the place like a uh, state oh, yeah, gonna... I, I, I don't know i don't know what the fuck is going on and like states are getting ready to reopen and then you got trump saying no and it's just all over the place but i'm just ready to get the fuck out of the house i mean 
uh, is there like, do you have you been going out at all? Have you like been leaving? The yeah, house? just to get fucking groceries. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Hitting up shop right like right before they close. That way, there's nobody there. Yeah, yeah. The lines outside of shop right are getting out of control. Oh, that's why I don't. I can't. I can't go in the morning. I remember the first time I tried to go. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, it's a shit show. And then uh, go hitting up the, our our uh, family friend's deli too. Like just go. It's cause, just because it's easier. Yeah, for sure. Are you been, have you been uh, alcohol tolerance getting up there? Are you? Are, is it at an all time high? Would you say during quarantine? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not really that big of a drinker no? anyway. So nah. I mean, I've, like the only time I've drank during quarantine because we started doing um, the live streams right. on the on the Green Rock Hoboken Instagram page. It's usually us, our buddy DJ Cam, DJ AMR, right? We got Ivan's in there. Pretty much all the guys. Uh, Zah, DJ Zah, who's a Asbury Park guy. DJ Zah uh, is that like Pete Zah or is that just like DJ Zah? No, it's not. No, Brian. Oh. He's uh he's actually a uh, resident down at Porta in Asbury. Oh, but all like all the guys, uh, Lughead, Lughead the goon. He's a he's a common ground guy, but he's played at Green Rock. All the guys who have played at Green Rock before, we've we're, we've kind of all hopped on. Yeah, and I Just, saw uh, DJ Cam uh, actually was on the news for doing like a a mix. Yeah, yeah, Cam, charity, Cam's right? doing. Um, he does the seven p.m. cheer for all the healthcare workers. And first responders. That's sick. That's really nice. And he, he lives, he's right in the shipyard in Hoboken. He's got the speaker set up out the window. He plays one song at night at 7 p.m. Everybody drives by, honks their horns. That's like awesome. everybody makes the pots and pans. Yeah, it's great. So if you guys want to tune into that, 7 o'clock every night on DJ underscore underscore Cam's Instagram. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put that up too because do, we do follow yeah. each other on Instagram too. So I'll make sure that gets out too. Uh, you started your own podcast as well. Um, after, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we were actually in, uh, we, we've been talking about it probably since last summer, right? Like that we should do something because there's not really like a New Jersey focused nightlife thing of people just talking about it. Um, and then we started, it's called I'm friends with the DJ, right? Urkel actually came up with the name. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's tough to do. I mean, we're talking over the phone right now. It's just like, it's a pain in the ass to try to get people um, like figuring out all the technology and shit like that. For sure. So just like teaching us, teaching ourselves new things. Yeah, I recommend um, the burner phone just so that we can record calls and that kind of stuff too. And uh, yeah, because we're we're still trying to figure out the because we like doing the video, right? So it's it's we're trying to figure out how to work the OBS stuff the most proper way, and uh, we do it with our buddy Angelo, uh, another DJ, Angelo the Kid, and he uh. The Wi-Fi at his house, I think, just fucking sucks. <laughs> Plus, I, I'm pretty sure, and like his bandwidth is just terrible. Plus, I really do think that the all of the cable companies, all the phone companies and whatnot, have destroyed Wi-Fi right now because they want the bandwidth to be as wide as possible. Like Netflix takes forever to load, YouTube takes forever to load, all that shit. So, um, but yeah, so we're still trying. We're working out the kinks for it. Yeah, like our like the audio like we're we're doing it through Skype and and it runs through OBS. I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> I start paying for the freaking Zoom shit. No, I mean Zoom a Zoom podcast is like I guess the best way to get visualization as well as uh you know the uh, audio. Yeah, good audio is w- like working in. I I don't think anyone can get like a perfect picture as of right now with everything going on. That's why we even put Turbo on the back burner just until everything gets sorted out. So. Uh, yeah, I mean we're not we're not doing anything crazy. Like we're just like we get some guys on, and then after it's done recording, if it sucks, we'll just be like, all right, well we'll have them on in person later. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the best way to do it for sure. But I just wanted to make sure that you know just, at least the podcast you got it at least in the in the works, so that's good. Yeah, I mean there's two uh, like good episodes out like before episode out where we got people in person and whatnot. But other than that, like we've, we're still working out all those kinks. Yeah, and that's available on SoundCloud, the podcast, right? SoundCloud and YouTube, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, that's good. But 
Good, man. I do appreciate, obviously, you hanging out for me with, with a little bit on, uh, you know, Mondays with Mello. It's uh, nice. I yeah, want to get you on in person when everything clears up. So that way I get you and Merkel at the same time, which would be nice. But Yeah, man. But, I mean, if, I mean, Merkel knew about this at one o'clock and decided to go on a walk in the rain. So, well, hey, man, I, I, what, do you, what song do you think he's listening to in the rain? What song? Yeah, if you're if you're walking in the rain on a Sunday, what's what's the what's the song you're listening to? If it's Merkel, he's probably playing some weird ass tech house song. Yeah, that he found. Yeah, probably. That's all he listens to. I think it'd more like I walk this lonely road. Like that would be the song I listen to while I'm walking. I don't even. I don't even know if Merkel knows fucking who Green Day is. (laughs) (laughs) No idea, man. Well, how day is that? (laughs) No, I'm just playing. Was it Earth Day? (laughs) Uh, Fish, awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit, uh, and enjoy the rest of the day, brother. All right, Mel. Hopefully, we get back soon. All right, brother. I need fucking. I need some Murphs in my life too. Yes, sir. We should (laughs) big, big comeback season as soon as everything opens up. You, DJ Murph, every the whole shits at Murphs. That's what we need. Yeah, I think we could definitely. We do. We the bro. I mean, if we never go back to nightlife again, it's like it's very poetic. First bar we ever played at was Murphs. The last bar we ever played at was Murphs. That's it. The going away goodbye (laughs) forever worlds. Yeah, that's it. But, all right, man, I'll talk to you, all right? All right, cuz, I'll talk to you. All right, bye. Peace. Man, awesome guy. Like, top five DJs I know. And that's cool because he has a podcast that I could actually say I uh, actually am friends with a DJ. Um, But uh, big thanks to Fish getting on with us for a little bit. Uh, Merc, he's got to stop walking in the rain, obviously. But... That's really all I got for you guys today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you guys like the podcast, share it. And uh, until next week, just be mellow.